Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wednesday, the 1st of November, had a lot of basketball games, 13 NBA games, 26 NBA teams playing. We've got some blowouts. We've got some game winners. We're going to talk about it. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy. And today we are reviewing the 13 games that went on on uh, Wednesday, the 1st of November. And we're going to be going through all of the games, talking about the most relevant fantasy players, talking about things that are interesting, some rotation interesting news, some performances that caught my eye, and everything that we can take away from these games for fantasy basketball purposes. Now, I'm going to be doing these once a week on the Wednesday, nights because there usually are a lot of games played on the Wednesday night so I can talk about as many fantasy basketball players as possible. It will be a long show. Uh, Keep that in mind. There's a lot of games, a lot of shit to talk about. So it will be a long show. Um, I've heard your pleas and and cries for timestamps in the YouTube video. I will do my best to get them up there. It's a little bit more work, but I will do it for you guys so you can skip along to the relevant fantasy teams that you want to hear my thoughts on. But we're going to be going through all 13 teams, so strap yourselves in. Lots to talk about in today's show. Um, so yeah, if you want all my thoughts in live time and you don't want to walk, uh, sit through an hour and a half video podcast, um, you can follow me over on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy if uh, that's more your jam. But this is going to be a long one, so let's get stuck into it. All right, starting over in the Portland Trailblazers versus the Detroit Pistons. Now, um, this game here, I wanted to highlight... Um, First of all, that in this game towards, I think it was the end of the third quarter, that Scoot Henderson went down with an ankle injury. 
He did perform okay, 11 points, 7 uh, assists, 40% from the field, and uh, 100% from the free throw line. No other stats there, though. Um, I don't think it seemed super serious, but he was ruled out shortly after three-quarter time and didn't come back in the fourth quarter at all. He is someone that I think they're going to be taking their time with and being extra cautious of. Obviously, he was their top pick, the number three overall in the draft, so um, they're not going to risk him uh, doing further damage, and he is someone that relies on his athleticism, so um, ankle injury. That meant that the, at the end of the game, we saw a lot of Tamani Kamara play, and Skylar Mays also played a decent at, uh, bit at the end. I don't think that Skylar Mays is someone that we need to really worry about in standard leagues just yet. Maybe just keep an eye on him. In deep leagues, 16-plus leagues, I think um, you want to make sure that he is someone that maybe if you need those assists and steals that you have a look at and maybe potentially grab. Otherwise, that's all he's going to give you. Um, um, this just highlights again that someone like a Malcolm Brogdon needs to be on every roster. He should be on every roster. Oh, sorry. Can't be on everyone's roster, but he shouldn't be owned in every single league on at least someone's roster in your fantasy basketball league. So if he is available, make sure you go and grab him. He had 14.6 rebounds, 6 assists, 5.11 from field, hit a 3, uh, and had a steal as well. So he's been chugging along nicely. And let's talk about Shaden Sharp, man. This guy, I am consistently very impressed by. I think he is getting better and better nearly every game, it seems. 29 points in 42 minutes, mind you. Played a a lot of minutes in this game here. 9 of 16 from the field, so very efficient. 3 of 6 from 3. 8 of 10 from the free throw line. He had 5 assists, which is what we like to see. He had a steal. He had 2 blocks, 5 rebounds. Um, And yeah, this is really, really encouraging. The concern for him was, yeah, he's going to score a little bit. But can he fill it up in the other areas? I think the injury to someone like an Anthony Simons has helped him. And obviously, they're not fully turning the keys over to Scoot Henderson just yet. So him uh, playing a little bit more in the pick and roll, doing a bit more uh, on-ball creation opportunity for him is allowing him to get those assists. And the defensive stats are there at least enough for him to be doing really well. He is, uh, I think he's top 50 right now in value. So keep firing him up. um, And the minutes obviously are not going anywhere. Um, Jeremy Grant had a solid scoring line, still did nothing else. One rebound, no assists, no blocks, a steal. 8 of 10 from the free throw line. That's pretty typical Jeremy Grant. And how about DeAndre Ayton? Um, I had to double check this because he has had one free throw attempt this season in his, uh, I want to say they've played five games so far, one free throw attempt. Now, he's still doing pretty well, and the fact that he got five steals is incredible here. Don't rely on that. That will not be a common occurrence, but uh, a decent line with uh, 16 points, 11 rebounds, five steals, and a block efficient from the field, which is nice. Um, Matisse Slybal, I don't understand why they keep starting him and playing 17 minutes. It's really weird to me. Um but again, Scoot Henderson, to me, I haven't had a chance to talk talk about him since my last podcast where we went through the big slate of games. I think before this injury, he was starting to look a little bit better. He's obviously been someone that's been really, really tough to hold to start the season. We expected him to be bad. I don't think I expected him to be this bad, although the last two games is more along the lines of what I expected him to start the season in. The reason I think it's changed is because the first few games, he was playing a lot off-ball. He was playing a lot in the corner. They were running more pick-and-rolls with um, Sharp, Brogdon, Simons when when he was there. But they have now started to trust him with the ball in his hands more, um, and he's been 
asked to do a lot more in the pick and roll especially, and he still looks good in those situations. So I do think that if you can hold and his injury isn't super serious, he, that is the play that I would be doing, and he will be getting a lot better than this. Seven assists in 20 minutes is pretty good. He is someone that is going to be able to put up good value in the back half of the season, in my opinion. So um, I would very much encourage you to hold, and I am holding him in the industry pickup league where I have him owned, um, and hopefully the ankle injury is not too serious. Let's talk about the Detroit Pistons. And uh, Asar Thompson is just one of my favorite players to watch right now. He is so exciting to watch. 16.7 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals. And he did it efficiently today. 8 of 14 from the field. Um, lob, dunks, uh, cutting. He's just someone that is super cerebral. Has a great feel for the game. 2 steals are here. No blocks, um, but they've been there as well. So love him. Keep him on your fantasy rosters. Uh, and... Killian Hayes had a bit of a rough night from the field, 0 of 6 from uh, the field. He's not someone I don't think we need to worry about in 12 or probably even in 14-team leagues, in my opinion. Uh, maybe a 16-team league, you can have him if you're looking for those deals and assists. But um, I'm watching the minutes of Jaden Ardivy very closely. He had two, 22 minutes here, and it still really surprises me how few minutes he is playing compared to someone like Killian Hayes. And I think... Well, I would hope as the season goes on that we see these kind of minutes flip and we're seeing Killian Hayes play more like 20, 22 and Ivy playing more 26 to 28 minutes per game. So right now, he's probably not someone you need to have in your roster on 12 or 14 team leagues, but I am keeping an eye on when those minutes start to flip that he is someone at least in a 14 team league and in a uh, points league 12 team that you can definitely have on your roster. But right now, it's probably not worth it. Um, yeah, one of the one of the more weird things that I did not see coming this season was Ivy playing less than twenty minutes off the bench. Just not on my bingo card this season. Kate uh, Cunningham had a big game: thirty points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal. Uh, not super efficient, eleven from twenty-seven from the line, but hit five of nine from three. That's you've got to love three of three from the line. Um, so he's still um, ticking along quite nicely. And Isaiah Stewart. 12 points, 6 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal. He hit a couple of threes. He is, to me, a 14-team like team league guy you can have. Maybe in 12s, you can have him if you're looking for those rebounds. But he's not a high priority, in my opinion. So you can have him, but I don't think I'd consider him a must-add. And Marvin Bagley stepped up for Jalen Duran, who missed with the ankle injury. 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 blocks from Marvin Bagley. You don't get that very often, um, so treasure those. Uh, 30% from the field is not the best, but um, those you know assistance uh, blocks from Bagley, you'll take that and run with it. So um, I think that's all we need to worry about. I don't think there's anything else on the bench. We need to concern ourselves with the Pistons. All right, let's go to... Where is the next game here? Okay, let's go. Milwaukee Bucks versus the Toronto Raptors. And let's talk about Giannis. He had a pretty rough game. The Bucks as a whole had a very rough goal of it today. And uh, Giannis just had a lot of trouble shooting from the field. He was kind of blanketed a little bit by um, my guy, Scotty Barnes, here today. But 16 points, four rebounds, two assists, a steal for Giannis. A very down game for him. Um... The lack of assists is something that I am monitoring with Giannis. He is someone that obviously has averaged a six-plus assist in the previous few seasons. 
He's averaging fewer than three so far in, I think, his five or six games on the season. Um, that will obviously come up, but it is something that I think we can expect to drop from seasons past with Damon Lillard now in this uh, team, who, speaking of Lillard, had 15 and six assists. Uh, only got up nine shot attempts, six of seven from the free throw line. They just kind of, they weren't really switched on this game, and a lot of their starters were very poor. Um, with Lillard himself being a minus 26 in this game. So kind of got smacked around a bit by the Raptors in this game. So a lot of this we can't really read in too much. Uh, Chris Middleton, I think, played his 17 minutes entirely in the first half and then didn't come back on in the second half, which, again, really strange. I don't know what's going on with their minutes. I've adjusted his projection uh, in my, uh, you know, for the Ball Boys NBA season guide over there. So I've dropped his minutes down. I expected him to ramp up to 20 or so, 30-plus minutes at some point this season. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I'd have to think that at some point he gets to sort of high 20s in minutes, and at that point he'll be worth rostering. But right now it's a hard hold. It is very, very disappointing because obviously if he had IR, you could stash him there, but he's obviously playing, so you can't stash him. He's putting up pretty bad numbers. Like right now, that's not a 12-team line. I still think you can hold him for a little while. It hasn't been two weeks yet for the NBA season, so... I still think if you've got Chris Middleton on your team, you hold, you pray that those minutes start to ramp up. But they've been 16, 17 minutes for the previous three games in a row. Very discouraging signs. Um, Yeah, I don't know what's going on there or what is actually going on with his knee. It could just be stuffed. I'm giving him more time. And I think, again, we always need to keep in perspective. This is week two in the NBA, week two in fantasy basketball. So even if you go down... In your first two matchups, it's not the end of the world. But if you start to fall back after sort of three or four weeks, then you've really got to start to make some tough calls um, and really ask yourself, am I dropping Chris Middleton to add someone who's going to help me enough for the the risk that I'm dropping someone who could potentially be a top 80 player, um, you know, down the stretch of the season? So... It might come a point where we do have to make that drop, but I don't think it is just yet. The rest of this game, you can pretty much throw out. Uh, Malik Beasley, I'm not getting excited. He shot 70%, 6 of 9 from the 3 and 2 steals. I'm not expecting that any uh, or most nights. So pretty much throw the rest of this game out. Um, The biggest thing to me is the assist from Giannis and the minutes cap for Chris Middleton. Let's talk about Toronto Raptors and... um, Jokingly, my guy who was on the bus show for Category Leagues, I think he was on the bus show for Points Leagues, but I later sort of, that was right before they adjusted the rankings. So I kind of, you know, commented on that saying it probably wouldn't be there now with the updated rankings. But he is someone that is absolutely killing it right now. He, there's no, there's no way around it. He is absolutely on fire. I have adjusted his rankings and I think you can pretty much view him as a top 45 player from here on out. He is looking aggressive. What I'm really encouraged by is the rebounding. Um, that was one thing that fell off when Jakob Pertl was there. Um, 12 rebounds in 29 minutes is awesome. The defensive stats have been there. He's being aggressive and Getting to the free throw line, getting to, um, you know, getting his shots up, 21 points, 12, five assists, steal, and two blocks. It's been great. Absolutely great. Now, I say I've adjusted his ranking to sort of a top 45, top 40 player. That's where he was ranked on Yahoo's um, thing. So, again, my, my point was he could get there, and that's fine. He looks like he is going to get there, which is great for everyone who drafts him at that spot. But in terms of the value got, I don't know. Maybe we'll see. But at the moment, he is absolutely killing. I think he's a top 20 player right now. I do think that that settles down a little bit. He's not going to continue to average 10 plus rebounds. But 
Um, my concerns for him at the second half of last season are definitely um, reduced uh, a fair amount, and he is looking really, really good. Uh, Yucca Pertle has bounced back nicely these last few games. 14 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, 4 blocks, 70% from the field, and didn't hurt you from the free throw line in this game. So great, great game from Yucca Pertle. Hopefully you didn't panic, and hopefully you were able to buy low um, for God's sake, if he's on the waiver wire, go and grab him immediately. Um, but that obviously will kind of slam shut the Bilo window potentially. Uh, Dennis Schroeder killed it again. 24 points, 11 rebounds, sorry, 11 assists, four rebounds and a steal. He won't be this good, but he is definitely someone worth rostering, especially for those assists. OG, solid, hit 100% of his shots. Won't do that every game, but really, really nice. And a good bounce back game for Pascal Siakam. He'd be a bit, been a bit down, but 26 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. No defensive stats, but he hit 5 of his 8 threes. Again, not realistic to expect that level of efficiency, but it is nice to see him bounce back with a solid game. And even in the beatdown, Gary Trent Jr. only played 23 minutes, 8 points. Um, he hit, what, no threes? Had no steals, so he is safe to leave on the waiver wire. But big win for the Toronto Raptors. Let's go to another blowout, and it doesn't look like a blowout on the scoreboard with the Washington Wizards losing to the Atlanta Hawks by 120 to 130, but this game was over pretty quickly, or at least sort of before that fourth quarter, and there was a lot of garbage time played in this game. Um, The Wizards kind of came back in the end and made the score look a little You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. But better than what the game actually was. Uh, let's talk about Jordan Poole. 20 minutes, 13 points, no rebounds, one assist, one steal. He only had one free throw attempt. Hit that. Hit two threes. It's a bad game. It is definitely a bad game for him. And the concerning thing to me here is there's, this is like the second or third time we've seen, obviously, the Wizards get blown out and the minutes of pool are down. One of the things that I was, um, you know, one of the reasons why I was high on pool and why my projections were, I guess, um, you know, encouraging or I guess aggressive for him was that he was going from a situation where he was coming off the bench where he played 30 minutes a night to being the guy, the number one or 1A, 1B guy. And I was thinking he was going to play, you know, starter, star level minutes, 35 minutes per night. 
Now, if the Wizards are going to get blown out every second game, that will not happen. And games like this, where he only plays 20 minutes, um, are going to hurt. They're, they're going to really hurt his total. And if he's not getting to the free throw line as much as I thought he would, uh, or at least his free throw attempt rate was in Golden State, that is also going to hurt. So right now, again, I will admit that maybe I was a little bit high on him because of overlooking those factors. He could definitely be better than this. So I do think that he is a buy low window. A lot of people don't like Jordan Poole. I see it all the time. Why are we so high on this guy? This guy's crap. He's trash. He's so bad. Um, and it's it seems like a fun thing for people to be reposting things on Twitter. You know, that casual shot he had against Boston the other day where he you know, drilled behind his back and lazily got back to the three-point line, chucked it up, and Chris Alpsposingas blocked it. it. It's bad, right? It's obviously not good, but people love to repost that thing. And I know Josh Lloyd has this thing about highlight real bias. There seems to be this thing with Jordan Poole in particular that's like low-light real bias. Um, so he is someone that people love to pile on. And I will admit, he's been bad. I still think he'll be much better than this. I have adjusted his projections. I've dropped the minutes down a little bit. And instead of him looking like a top 30 player, he still comes out as sort of a top 40, top 45 guy, uh, which is below where I expected him to be just because of those minutes coming down. I've also just dropped his free throw attempt rate down a little bit. Still someone I think has some value, especially if you're punting the field goal percentage. So again, if that is your team, Go and look at and see if you can get him as a buy low because I still believe that through sheer opportunity he will get there and hopefully cross your fingers that you know at least the blowouts only happen one every three games, not every two games. Uh, Denny Avdia was really good here. He was one of the few, well, the only player in the starters that was a plus in terms of the box score, plus minus 22 points, five rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block. He shot 10 of 16 from the field, 50% from three, hitting two of them. Um, this is interesting. Again, someone that I think can definitely be rostered in fantasy leagues. I don't think we're going to expect this from him moving forward. And the battle between him and Bilal Kulabali or Kulabali uh, is one that I've been monitoring. And so far, we haven't really got many answers just yet. Um, the shooting from Denny in this thing is not realistic. He's more of a rebounds, assists, steals guy. Um and in 24 minutes, this is not something you would expect. But he is someone that has the ability to put up lines if he gets decent minutes. He did it in 24 today. Unrealistic shooting. But he can be on your roster. And if he is available, he is worth a speculative ad to see if he can build off this performance. And if he does get more opportunity uh, as the Wizards discover exactly how bad they are. Um, the rest of this game, again, nothing really to see here. Tyus Jones was very poor as well. Six points, three assists, and a steal. Um, you know, 50% from the field, but only shot it six times. It didn't get to the free throw line. Just pretty empty game. Mike Muscala started at center this game. So after Daniel Gafford was out last game and they started um, Kuzma at the center and they put uh, Bilal into the starting lineup, they switched that around this time. Didn't seem to work very well. They don't really have many good options at center. So they do need uh, someone like Daniel Gafford to return. Bilal Kulabali uh, played 28 minutes in this game, which was enough to get him three steals. Only the five shot attempts. He hit a three. Three assists as well. He is someone that really is, at this point, a steals or blocks streamer. Um, and I don't know if his upside is there enough to be stashing him in 12-team leagues. In a deeper league, for 16, 14, he is someone that maybe you can be holding on to for the potential second half of the year. 
uh, breakout or improvement, but in 12s, I don't think that you're going to want to stomach the ups and downs of his minutes and production on a nightly basis just yet. Um, but on any given night, he can give you some decent steals and blocks, and I think that's where he can be utilized as a streamer for uh, 12 team leagues, uh, for category leagues. For points leagues, you're just ignoring him at this stage. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks, now they did change their starting lineup here, and they, they brought back in Sadiq Bay for our beloved Jalen Johnson to come off the bench. Now, the minutes here is the interesting thing here as well, so... Sadiq Play played 32 minutes to Jalen Johnson's 24. DeAndre Hunter also played 33 minutes. And despite this game being fairly lopsided, um, the minutes here obviously didn't reflect as much as the low minutes did for the Washington Wizards. So uh, that was interesting. Um, but again, I wouldn't panic if you're a Jalen Johnson uh, owner. I think he's going to be fine. He still put up 8 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists in this game. Uh, hit both his free throws. So don't panic. He's going to have a long leash, I think, in fantasy league. So um, just wait and see how this one shapes out. It wouldn't surprise me if he jumps straight back in to the starting lineup or is not. it doesn't take long for him to be back there. But a little bit annoying to see them mucking around with it still when he's been so good to start the year. DeAndre Hunter, I think, is someone that we probably need to be adding in 12-team leagues. He is looking a lot better than we've seen him in the past. And the encouraging thing is that he is doing other things, not just scoring. Two steals, three three assists. He's shooting efficiently as well at the moment. Uh, getting to the free throw line a decent amount as well. So this is a really great line from him. He is traditionally someone who scores points and doesn't do a whole lot else. But he is getting some steals. Uh, I did see one of the steals that he got was just literally the other team passing the ball to him. So uh, that probably won't happen too often. But he has been getting some steals over the last few games. So... I'd be adding him, and if he can put more other stats around his scoring, he can quickly become quite a valuable player, potentially push into that top 100, uh, where he currently sits there at the moment, I believe. Um, So I do think that he is someone that needs to be added in 12 teams, and just to see where it goes. Um, And fingers crossed that he can keep up the peripheral stats. Clint Capella had 21 versus Okongu's 27, and this is why we did not panic on Onyeka Okongu. 16 points, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, a block... Uh, was crazy from the field, 6 of 8. So what would that be? That would be 75% from the field and 100% from the free throw line. That is an awesome, awesome nine-category line. Now, he didn't give you any steals or any threes, but the rest is really, really good. And he is someone that, again... If he has been dropped by anyone in your league, stop what you're doing, pause this video, pause this podcast, go and add him onto your fantasy team in a category league immediately because, again, this is him playing as a backup. If at any point that switches, then he is going to absolutely take off and you can't afford to leave that on your waiver wire when he is still putting up usable lines when he's coming off the bench. So this is why he was my number one sleeper because he's capable of doing it in a backup role and if he gets a starting gig at any point, if Capella goes down or is traded, he's going to blow up. So absolutely make sure he is on a roster. Jose Murray and Trey Young did their thing. Trey obviously played after being questionable going to this game but got his 10 assists and two steals. Got to the free throw line heaps. Awesome. And not much else for us to really concern ourselves with this game. All right, let's go to another schlacking. Uh, My Boston Celtics undefeated 4-0 Boston Celtics put uh, put the foot down against the Pacers. And this is a game where I don't really think we need to talk about too much because it was over so, so fast. Um... If you stream TJ McConnell, congratulations. Obviously, we had no um, 
No Tyrese Halliburton. 18 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, steal. Really efficient from the field. Great, great stream if you got him there. And he is someone that we should look at to stream in the future if Halliburton misses more time for sure. Uh, Definitely keep an eye on that. Now, he played 28 minutes, which probably was higher because of the blowout. Uh, Andrew Nemham started and played 20 minutes, 14 points, 1 assist. Not really much else there at all. And, yeah, just the rest of the team just really didn't do much. Turner struggled, you know, what's that, 33% from the uh, from the field. Just, um, yeah, big old bad game from the Indian Pacers, and I, I really don't think you can read too much into this game, except for the fact that Buddy Heald is not good enough to be on your fantasy team. And drop him. Uh, yes, go ahead and drop Buddy Heald. Uh, Boston Celtics, again, kind of not too much to talk about here, but they just kind of got it done. Low minutes for all the starters. And yeah, I actually, I really don't think there's much to talk about here. So we're probably just going to move on because that game was very much over very quickly. Let's go to a game that wasn't over very quickly. Miami Heat versus the Brooklyn Nets. Now, what I was watching in this game was the Cam Thomas show. And what I thought was interesting in this game was I think at halftime he was shooting 10%. One for 10 from the field. Uh, he was one of two from the free throw line. And I was thinking, okay, it's not going in. He's played, I think at that point, 17 and a half or 18 minutes. What are they going to do in the second half? Are they going to allow him to keep getting the shots up? Is he going to continue to see the minutes? Because in the past, when the shot hasn't gone down, he's been someone that has been not allowed to continue to shoot through it because he doesn't really do much else. But in this game, he continued to shoot. In fact, he nearly took as many shots in this game in the second half as he did in the first half. Now, they went in a little bit better in the second half, three for nine. Still not great, but I'm actually encouraged by this game, as weird as it sounds when it's probably his worst game of the season. I'm encouraged at this game because it wasn't going in, but he was still given the green light to shoot. So that tells me that they are, or at least while Cam Johnson is out and Nick Claxton is out, at least while those guys are out, he's got the green light, even if he's struggling from the field. So he had 13 points, two rebounds and assists, three steals and a block. Don't rely on those defensive stats. Uh, Three or four from the line and four of 19 from the field. It's obviously dreadful. It hurts your field goal percentage. Uh, We need to be aware of that with him. He probably is better suited to a punt field goal percentage team. But as weird as it sounds, I'm encouraged by this because he wasn't benched after having a terrible first half. He still got up 34 points. They won the game. Uh, not that he helped too much, but they did win the game. Uh, so yeah, that is my weird take about Cam Thomas and me being encouraged by the fact that he went 25% from the field. Um, let's go and talk about Mikael Bridges. 21 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and a steal. He is still doing okay. And I think that this is kind of what we should expect from Mikel Bridges for the rest of the season. I don't think that this is a buy-low opportunity. I think this is just what he's going to be. So if you differ in your opinion, or if you have him and someone's offering you a top 25 player, I would take it because, again, I just don't think he's a top 25 player on a fantasy basketball basis. Um, The nine-category rankings might have him there because he didn't turn the ball over and he's kind of efficient. But he doesn't have the huge strengths compared to some other of those guys. Um, the rest of the game, Lonnie Walker, you might be running out to grab him. I don't think you should. 17 points, uh, three rebounds, four assists, three steals. He shot four of nine from the field. He got to the free throw line a bunch and hit eight of 11 there. I'm not running to grab him. I actually don't think he's worth the 
bother in a 12-team league. In a 14-team league, you can give it a try. Um, the three steals, you're not going to expect that at any point during the, his season. Um, I don't expect him to get to the free throw line as much as he did there. He is kind of like that DeAndre Hunter, but worse um, in the fact that he scores and doesn't really do much else. And the rest of this team, there's not too much for us to talk about. Ben Simmons left the game with a head injury, I want to say, but came back and played 34 minutes. He has been pretty solid, I would say. Uh, a little underwhelming here, two or five from the field. No steals, but he had a block, 11 rebounds, and five assists is okay. You'd hope for a bit better, but he was he was fine. Let's talk about the Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo returned after a one-game absence with his random hip issue and played 33 minutes. So I don't know what the hell was wrong there. No word or injury reportings always sucks in the NBA. But 21 points, 14 rebounds, three assists, two steals, two blocks. Um, shot 67% from the field. Hit all his free throws. So an amazing, amazing game. Um, and he was sitting on my bench in the Ball Boys Championship 30 League because he was injured in his first game of the week. So I put him on the bench because I didn't know he was going to come back for this game. But he was there and he killed it. And annoyingly, Thomas Bryant was the player who backed him up with 15 minutes and not Orlando Robinson, which frustrates me to no end. Um, the rest of this team still... It's an okay game here from Jimmy. 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, and a steal. Um, not the best from the free throw line, 6 of 8. Not the worst, but not the best. Uh, he is someone I would still consider a buy low target. Uh, but just keep in mind that he will miss some games down the season, as he always does. Uh, but obviously, this was a little bit better than he has been to start the season. And a big game from Tyler Hero, 30 points, 5 assists, hit 6 of 10 threes, shot efficiently in the game as well. No defensive stats, but again, you're not rostering um, Tyler Hero for defensive stats. But yeah, really good game and efficient from the field from a scoring point of view. You would have liked some free throws. Hit, it misses only one, but uh, other than that, pretty solid. Uh, and uh, Josh Richardson played 30 minutes off the bench. He hit one of nine from the floor. Uh, but that is interesting to see him getting that many minutes. Obviously, Hami Hakez Jr. played 90 minutes as the starter, played, uh, you know, had two steals, and he's really only a deep league steals, defensive stat streamer only. But I do think that Josh Richardson is at least worth keeping an eye on, especially in like 14 and 16 team leagues, as a guy who should play a decent amount of minutes, um, even if it is off the bench. And if he shoots better than one of nine from the field, he can be someone maybe worth looking at as a back-end guy for a deeper league. Let's go to the Cleveland Cavaliers and another player that I'm going to defend with honor. Um, Evan Mobley, my, my guy. Obviously, I was the Evan Mobley hype dude in the preseason. And I've had some people come at me a little bit and, you know, getting their, getting their boxing gloves up and say, I can't believe you fell for the hype. What are you doing? And I look at this line. And he put up 14 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks, and shot 50% from the field. And I go, yeah, it's not great. Like, I would have loved to him to put up more than 12 field goal attempts. But the rest of it's bloody good. Like, I don't know what... Like, what were we... I know I was, I was bullish on him, but, like, my projections for him was, you know, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 3.5 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. Like, he's kind of doing that right now. And the only thing that's dragging him down in the rankings right now is the fact that I believe he's shooting like 45% from the field. Um, and I don't expect that to happen. Now, he's shooting a lower percentage, I believe, because the fact that there is no other 
you know, you've only got really Donovan Mitchell. He's missed a game as well. And, you know, without Darius Garland, who's obviously a great point guard, is going to help him get some good looks. The defense is just keying in on him a bit more, and it's dropping his field goal percentage down a little bit. So he is averaging 15.5, 11 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Um, the, the low steals is also something here. So he had two today. Obviously, that's a low variable, uh, a low counting stat. So 0.4 steals on the season through his five games. I'd expect that to come back up. He's averaging over two blocks, 47% from the field, and that makes him 38th, which is still better than what he was ranked in the preseason. So again... If you're going to come at me and say, what were you thinking about this guy being you know, too high on this guy? Just like actually look at the numbers and they're, they're not that bad. That 47%, if that goes up to 55%, he's 18, 11, three and a half. You know, those steals go up. Like that's, that's exactly where I had him. Um, so I'm still very encouraged about what I've seen. The only small flag that I will say that has me slightly concerned is the fact that he still only played... He played the 35 minutes, but in a game with no um, Darius Garland and no Jarrett Allen, although that's to a lesser extent, he still only had 12 field goal attempts. Now, I would love to see those field goal attempts go higher. And he did have a, a game recently where he was doing that, and that's when he had that 33-game explosion. Um, but last game, he was lower in field goal attempts as well. Same with this game. That's something that I do want to see come up higher. But it is clear to me that they're using him more as a facilitator and a bit of an offensive hub there. So I do expect that these assists to continue this high for him. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had another great game, 30 points. Um, not super efficient, but hit six threes, six of six from the free throw line. And the rest of this team, like even a Max Struess is fine because he's playing so many minutes. But nine points, four rebounds, four assists, no threes in this game. He's actually kind of an overrated shooter, in my opinion. He had the two blocks, but... There's, there's a point where he might be... like Have a look at your roster. Ask yourself, is Max Struess the worst player on my fantasy team? If the answer is yes, then he is someone that you can drop. Because I don't think that, especially those first couple of games that we saw from him, is what we can expect moving forward. And you get someone like a Darius Garland coming back in. Those assists are going to go down. The shots are probably going to go down as well. And... I just don't think that he, at the end of the day, is going to be someone that needs to stay on fantasy basketball rosters. He is by no means a must-hold, in my opinion. You don't drop him for nothing, but he's not someone that if something better comes along, you can look at dropping him, in my opinion. Uh, Karis Levert is back after he missed a game. 19 points, 5 assists, 6 rebounds, and a steal. Um, Pretty good. Perfect from the line, which we can't say about him often. And whilst... um, Garland is out. He is someone that you could definitely look to stream in or even add for a back-end value in this stretch. Played 31 minutes, so he is going to be getting a lot of shots up, I would assume. Not much else to talk about. And I cannot believe that Tristan Thompson is still on NBA rosters. Um, it's wild. Wild times. <laughs> the New York Knicks. Uh, Julius Randle has been, like, really bad. He's been really bad to start the season. Um, look, we knew that he was someone that's going to hurt your percentages, give you uh, lots of turnovers and poor defensive stats, but he's been even disappointing to those of who were lower on him. And he is currently ranked in nine category leagues, 277th for the season, only averaging 13 points. He's got 10 rebounds and five assists on the season. He's shooting 27.6 from the field and 64% from the free throw line. So absolutely murdering both of your percentages, especially the field goal. And I do believe this is a buy low, but you need to buy really low because he has been atrocious this season and you probably need to be the team that's punting field goal percentage to make it worthwhile. 
Now, he'll keep getting his shots. He's still getting his minutes. Um, I don't think that they... I mean, maybe the Knicks wake up to the fact that he's not deserving of this kind of usage in minutes, but I don't see that happening. I think I think he'll, he'll be more likely to bounce back, but right now it is really, really bad. Um, so throw out a really buy-low uh, trade offer if your team is punting the uh, field goal percentage or if you're in a points league and a Yahoo points league isn't penalized by inefficiency, um, definitely send out a buy-low trade for a Julius Randle because I think he will bounce back. He will not shoot 28% from the field for the season. As bad as he is, um, the 13 points is a huge buy-low for me there. Uh, the rest of this team... Josh Hart played 29 minutes, uh, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, and 11 points. That's a solid-ish game, although you would have liked some defensive stats. The minutes are encouraging. Um, and DiVincenzo had a good game here as well. Some clutch uh, blocks and defensive things at the end of the game as well. 16 points, uh, 2 steals and a block, uh, 2 rebounds, hit three threes. I don't think it's too much to get excited about. We've seen this rotation be a bit all over the place, and this was also without uh, RJ Barrett, who did not play in this game. So do keep that in mind, that the minutes kind of were there for quickly DiVincenzo and Hart, but we are missing one of those key players in the rotation in Barrett. So again, we can't really rely on that. I still think that of all those players, quickly is the guy that you want on your fantasy team. He had 18 points, six rebounds, four assists, and a steal. Missed all his threes, but he will hit some in most nights as well. So yeah, I still think of all those guys, Hart, Grimes, DiVincenzo, quickly, he quickly is the guy that you want on your team. All right, let's keep tracking along. Yep, like I said, it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> New Orleans Pelicans, Versus the Oklahoma City Thunder, Zion Williamson, 20 points, 7, oh, sorry, uh, 10 rebounds, 8 assists, no defensive stats, and poor field goal, which is not what we normally expect from Zion, but we'll give him a break because he's normally amazing. Um, so solid-ish counting numbers, the efficiency and lack of defensive stats and threes means it wasn't an overall great category league game, but solid. And CJ McCollum ha- had a had a go in today. 29 points, uh, super efficient, 10 of 17, hit 5 of 8 from 3. Still not the best free throw shooter, and that's been one of the weirdest things of the last few seasons, him falling away from the free throw line. He used to be a great free throw percentage guy, but is a negative for him now, but he played pretty solid. And Jordan Hawkins playing 37 minutes. Now, if you're in a deeper league or even a 12-team league and you need threes, I think that he is someone you could have a look at. Now, I don't think it's going to last when Brandon Ingram comes back, but this team desperately needs shooting. They desperately need spacing. And he can do it. And I do really like his ability to shoot off on the move, shoot off the dribble. And the fact that he played as many minutes as he did today and had the second highest amount of shots behind um, a Zion by one is really encouraging. Um, Five assists, two steals. I don't know how much you can expect from him in those areas, but it's not the worst flyer or upside or speculative ad that you could make if you can live with the poor efficiency and obviously he's not going to give you any blocks or or anything like that. But punt freak field goal percentage teams, um, you can, you can have a look at him and and again, don't get your hopes up too high, but someone we can, we can at least uh, look at the minutes here between Valanciunas and Larry Nance are starting to go back into that pattern. So Jonas Valanciunas, he had 19 points and nine rebounds, a steal and a block 60% from the field, which is all good, but 
to me here, this is a moment that if you have Jonas Valanciunas, I would be trying to sell high at this point because he was higher in minutes at the start of the season. Larry Nance was coming back off an injury. They were kind of ramping him up, and it started to trend that way where, and in this game, he played fewer minutes than Larry Nance. Um, Still a good game. So again, you can try and sell him on the fact of the stat line and, and what he's been doing, but... I do think that it will start to get worse for Jonas Valanciunas uh, because those minutes are not where we need him to be for him to be putting up sustainable value moving forward. Uh, Herb, Jan- Herb Jones really didn't do much in this game. No steals, only one block. So any game where Herb doesn't give you uh, a bunch of steals is not good for his fantasy value. So again, he's really just a steals specialist. And again, like I said, he doesn't give you steals. He doesn't give you much. Uh, as for Larry Nance... 14 team leagues, 16 team leagues. He's a guy you could look at. He gives you out of position steals and assist numbers on good efficiency. He's not going to score a whole lot or I wouldn't expect the threes. He hit a three in this game very often. But he does give you, like we said, those steals and assists and rebounds, field goal percentage. Um, So a unique kind of player. I don't think he's for 12 team team leagues just yet. But again, in 14 team leagues, I think you could have a look at a player like Larry Nance as someone who can give you some weird stats. OKC Thunder, Chet Holmgren is a beast. He is a monster. Um, 19 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, hit a 3, 8 of 14 from the field, and 2 of 2 from the free throw line. Again, I've just tweaked my adjustments and, and projections for him, and he is looking more and more like a top 35, maybe a top 30 player in fantasy basketball leagues because his game is so perfect for fantasy. Um... And yeah, the fact that he's hitting threes and he's playing efficiently, he's getting blocks, he's getting rebounds, he's just very, very good at basketball despite him being skinny and people thinking that he's going to break anytime he, um, you know, someone posts him up. He's really good and I'm a big, big fan. Jalen Williams has been a little bit disappointing to start the year, but this was a solid game. 18 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, no steals or blocks. The steals are down, and this is always the the tough thing for players that have huge steal numbers, and especially players that have huge steal numbers in short, smaller sample sizes. Very hard for us to translate that over um, to the next season, expect them to pick back up where they left off. Um, But 8 of 9 from the free throw line is solid, so he is still doing enough to obviously be rostered as well, but... Um, yeah, hopefully you weren't expecting the top 40 numbers that he did this second half of last year. Shea's doing Shea things, three steals, eight assists, five rebounds. The free throw attempts are down from last year, but he's still obviously really, really good. Um, and Josh Giddy, solid, a steal and a block, 15 points, nine rebounds, four assists. His rebounds have been able to stay up at least solid enough, so that is very encouraging for him. And on the bench, there's no one really to discuss here. 18 minutes for Case and Wallace versus Lou Dort's 30. That swap is not happening just yet, but I'm always looking out for it. Let's keep going to the Houston Rockets versus the Charlotte Hornets. Gordon Hayward we're going to talk about here. Now, he, again, in the first uh, box score review uh, recap show, he was someone we talked about being a, a must-add player, and I maintain that he is someone that needs to be on fantasy rosters. He will likely get injured at some point. He will. He, he's never been able to stay injury or injury-free or stay healthy, but until that time, needs to be on a fantasy roster. I played 31 minutes, 17, 5, uh, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, steal, a block, did it efficiently, um, You know, missed a couple free throws, but that's alright. He needs to be on fantasy rosters. LaMelo Ball had a bad first half. 
He had a better second half, but still underwhelming, I would say. 19 points, only one rebound, five assists, and a steal. Hit two threes. I don't know what's going on with LaMelo. He, he seems a little bit off, but again, I think maybe... I mean, he's still a young player at the end of the day. He was negative 14 in, in the plus minus, so wasn't very great when he was out on the field. He is someone that I think you could buy low, potentially, from some uh, managers out there. Remember... His strengths and weaknesses, he will turn the ball over. He will shoot poorly from the field. But I do expect him to rebound better and get some more points, shoot more threes in the future as well. But he is someone that who, to this point, has been a little bit disappointing. Um, let's go and talk about Brendan Miller, who played 24 minutes, 10 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. He's been better than I expected to start the season. I still don't know what's going to go on with... Um, I've forgotten his name. He's that much of a shit bloke. Uh, um, well, who am I thinking of? Uh, bloody hell, who is the... I'm drawing a complete blank. Anyway, when that guy is coming back, he's going to... It'll be interesting to see these minutes. Miles Bridges, far out. I'm, there's too many games and I'm losing my goddamn mind. When Miles Bridges is potentially back, and I think... Again, I tweeted this out a few weeks ago, but the more time that goes by and there's no news, I think he's just going to waltz back in and pick up where he left off and... Shit as that is, I don't know. I think that's what we need to be bracing for. So again, if Miles Bridges is on your waiver wire, I'd be adding him because what are we, like four or five games into their season now? So you only need to wait it out for another week, week and a half and you could get yourself a top 80, top 90 player back for free on your waiver wire if he is available. So I do think you need to go and grab him if he is available there. That's for both points and category leagues. Uh, but in the meantime, Brendan Miller's been doing okay, uh, better than I thought. I still think he's more of a fringe 12-team league guy and pretty much there for points and threes only. I don't expect him to do much more outside of those stats. Maybe get some rebounds here and there. Um, kind of like Keegan Murray of last year where... It's solid, it's nice, but it's by no means a must-have in uh, fantasy basketball terms. Uh, Mark Williams played 25 minutes, 9 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, 2 block, and an assist. This is... It looks bad on the surface because they only only played 9 points and and, and, and 6 rebounds, but this is more or less what I expect from him moving forward. I think the rebounding will definitely be better. Um and again, the 25 minutes, you'd hope that would be a bit higher. No foul, so it wasn't foul issues. It was just the fact that they chose to play a bit smaller uh, at times as well here. So again, one of the things that I was a bit concerned about with he and Gafford was just the fact that they're by no means dominant offensive centers that are sort of on the offensive priority list every night. And those players are more prone to highs and lows on a night-to-night basis, but I still think he is worthy, obviously, of a roster spot. He still is someone I think is going to be a top 100, top 90 player this season, but you will have games like this, weeks like this, where he is a bit underwhelming, but he will uh, bounce back, in my opinion. So don't do anything silly with Mark Williams. Let's talk about the Houston Rockets and Dylan Brooks. We're going to start there because he's actually been pretty good. Uh, 38 minutes Five steals, five assists, 20 points, hit throw all, both, all three of his threes, seven of nine from the field. So first of all, seven of nine from the field is not consistent and not reliable from Dylan Brooks. But 38 minutes, the steals are nice, the assists are solid, and in this game, Amen Thompson went down with an injury. I believe it was his ankle, the same ankle that he injured in the summer league. So 
if you have Thompson out, you've got Tari Eason out, um, then there's not that much pressure for Dylan Brooks, Brooks coming from the bench. Uh, so he's probably going to play heavy minutes moving forward as long as they are in the game. And so the 38 minutes is not ridiculous for us to expect. Maybe not this quite every night, but he'll play mid-30s in minutes. And that might be enough to see him get solid-ish enough points. You know, he might be able to get you a couple of steals in that time. Um, you know, three to four assists per game in that time as well. Hit a three or two. Like I said, don't expect the efficient shooting. He's best suited to a punt field goal or a points league player. But he is someone that we need to consider adding to your team if he suits what you need. And in the points league, I would definitely be looking to add Dylan Brooks um, until at least some of those bench guys come back and we see his minutes trend down a little bit more. But for now, he can definitely be on rosters. Uh, Freddie Van Vliet did his thing. Great, great game, actually. 22 points, 11 assists, hit five threes, perfect for on the line, one of one. Uh, didn't murder your field goal, so that is a solid night for him. Shangun is plugging along. 27 minutes is interesting. He also, uh, his backup, uh, Jock Landau, had 19 minutes, so... It's not as if they dominated all 48 minutes from the center position. They did run a little bit of small ball in this game as well. But even still, from what I've seen so far, I'm still big on um, uh, Shangun having a great year. Four assists, seven rebounds, a steal. Hit his only three-pointer, nine or 12 from the line. And that's actually a really good fantasy line. So um, he's doing what I'd hoped he would do so far this season. I think he could even be better. Uh, and like I said, Amen Thompson went down with an injury. He's obviously not someone that we need to hold on. I don't think at this stage it's going to be very hard for him to crack minutes. And I think you're going to be waiting too long for it to be worthwhile. So now that he's injured, I think if you were holding on, I think this is a time where you can now drop Amen Thompson and move on and try and either stream his position or grab someone else that we've talked about today as someone you could potentially add moving forward. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there, guys. Dallas... Uh, sorry, no, Denver versus Minnesota. This was another blowout, blowout-ish kind of game. And Aaron Gordon stunk it up, man. Really disappointed me in my industry pickup league. He had a lot of foul trouble, only played the 18 minutes. Um, yeah, picked up those fouls quite early. Um, four points, two rebounds, two assists, and a block. Yeah, just a garbage game. Basically throw this one out. I think a lot of it due to foul trouble um, and couldn't really get to the rim with Rudy Gobert patrolling the paint there a lot as well. Jokic still did his thing though, so he was good. And Jamal Murray struggled as well. Five of 16 from the field. Only one of four from three as well. So again, pretty bad game for a lot of the Nuggets players outside of Jokic. Uh, Michael Porter also sucked. So again, very down game for a lot of these guys. You can again kind of throw out a lot of the, a lot of the stats, a lot of the playing time for a lot of these players. Um, Caldwell Pope, I still don't think is a must-add player, must-have player. He's a fine steals and threes guy, kind of like your Gary Trent Jr. But you know, I don't know. At least his minutes are secure is the only thing. So I'd, I'd rather him over Gary Trent. But that kind of vein of you know low turnovers, steals, threes, kind of inflating his value more than I think. But again, what. In this game, we can kind of chuck out a bit here. Um, and on the other side of here, things here, pretty solid game. Great game from Anthony Edwards. Um, was 50% from the field. Uh, two steals. We'd like the assists and rebounds to be a bit higher, but uh, efficient from the field and the free throw line is definitely something that we like to see from him. That's always been holding him back. Jaden McDaniels played great in the time that he was in there. 21 minutes, so still kind of ramping it back up, but was efficient. Uh, Rudy Gobert was not, which is not something we see, but... Yeah, complete 
flip. Zero for seven from the field and 100% from the free throw line. Weird. Don't expect that moving forward. But the blocks are still there. The blocks were down last year. They're back at the moment, so we keep riding him here. Mike Conley was solid in this game. 17 points, six assists, and hit three threes. He was kind of teetering on the, you know, do drop kind of a range, but this kind of affirms that he is someone that you can definitely hold in 12-team leagues. And Nas Reed played the 19 minutes, put up 16 points, five rebounds, an assist, and a steal. He's okay to hold. You had 19 minutes from him, 25 minutes from Kyle Anderson, and 21 minutes from Jalen McDa- McDaniels. I think we see Jaden McDaniel push up closer to 30 minutes. And then you probably see Nas Reed closer to sort of 17, 18. Carl Anderson closer to sort of 21, 22. So it kind of renders both of those players when McDaniels is up to speed kind of obsolete in 12 teams. You can hold them for now, but I'd be looking at other options to maybe get ahead and look for that next guy because I do think that those minutes will start to ramp up. They might have been higher if it wasn't uh, a bit more of a blowout in this game. So... Um, just be mindful of that, despite a decent line from Nas Reed. Um, maybe you can look to sell high or, again, look for that next kind of a player with more value. Let's look at the Chicago Bulls versus the Dallas Mavericks. And the Dallas Mavericks get by on this one. Patrick Williams is bad, man. Like, oh, it's so disappointing because obviously he's got the role, he's got the minutes, but he just can't do anything with it. Zero from six from the field, had no points. Three rebounds and assists, a steal and a block. Like, the steal and a block is fine or whatever, but far out, this man does not do anything. And, yeah, he's always a guy that I've got on my watch list. And, you know, there's been talks about a Zach Levine trade. And in that situation, I might look to add in, but, oh, just, I don't think he's gonna, I don't think he's... I don't think he's him, for lack of a better phrase. And uh, I think, yeah, obviously you don't need to have him. And and shout out to Vucevic, who had a big game here. And I've been critical of him, so I've got to give him props when he plays a big game. 21 points, 20 rebounds, had two steals, an assist, hit a three, and did it efficiently from the field. No free throw attempts, but again, really, really nice game. Never questioned his ability to rebound. So 20 rebounds is definitely something he will do from time to time. Uh, and the efficient shooting you'd like to see. So, yeah had the same equal most to Levine in terms of field goal attempts in this game, which is an encouraging sign for him. So that was pretty, pretty, pretty good. Um, Alex Caruso did his six points, four rebounds, an assist, a steal, and a block. He's someone that some of you might be having at the back end of your roster. He's okay. He's okay to have an assist, a steal... I don't think you can consider him a must-roster player, but more of just like that specialist Herb Jonesy kind of a type player. He's a really good player, but the minutes are just probably not going to be there consistently, but he will have some decent lines from time to time. But again, he's the kind of player that at the end of your roster, if you're like, you know, you know, looking at the waiver wire and looking at other options, you can probably potentially look at someone that may surpass him on your fantasy team. But the rest of the game, again... Um, yeah, a bit of a poor game from DeRozan. Poor from the field, got six, uh, hit all his free throw attempts, uh, seven assists and a steal. So that's solid, but again, you'd like him to shoot a little bit better. And he's been a little disappointing so far to start the season. Let's talk about the Dallas Mavericks and Derek Lively, the second. Seven points, but had 13 rebounds, six to six, if you don't mind. Uh, two steals, a block, uh, 60% from the field. One of four from the free throw line is a bit gross, but... Uh, just a really great nine-category performance. Um, and if you were worried about him when he was doing some foul trouble and lower minutes, hopefully this encourages you. 
hopefully you held during those rough times. The fact that he is a starting center on a decent NBA team with a player like Luka and Kyrie to throw him lobs, I think he's going to have sustained value. Better in a category league. Um, so in a points league, I might have understood it more if you'd moved on for him after a couple of quiet games. But in a category league, I think he needs to be someone that just stays on your roster for the rest of the season. As long as you're happy with rebounds and good field goal percentage and blocks uh, being the mainstay of his fantasy value. I wouldn't expect six assists <laughs> many, many nights, but we'll take it here um, at that point. Luca did his thing, had 10 assists, 7 rebounds, 18 points. Uh, not great from the field, but still put in a solid-ish line and two steals as well. Grant Williams is someone that we'll talk about. 25 points. He shot 70% from the field, though. He hit seven out of nine threes. So you can look at this line, and you know that he's going to play a lot of minutes. But outside of the 25 points on seven of nine shooting from three, it really is quite empty. Three, sorry, five rebounds, one assist, one steal. I don't think that he's someone that we need to worry about in 12-team leagues. In a 14-team league, you might want to look at it. But even then, he's he's just a really bad fantasy guy on most nights. And again, Kyrie Irving is not here. He will be back, hopefully soon. And again, he's just not going to shoot this well on most nights. Uh, trust me, I'm a Celtics fan. I've seen him. He, he can go on stretches like this. But it's not going to be the norm. And he doesn't give you many other stats uh, a lot of the time. So... You look at this line, it's fine, it's good. Don't expect it moving forward. Same with Derek Jones Jr., who had 17 points, five rebounds, and assist. He could easily go and play 14 minutes in the next game. Maxi Kleber was ruled out of this game, I think, early on. Only played the four minutes, so that, again, will give minutes to Lively a bit more secure if he has to miss more time. So, again, more of a reason to make Derek Lively still a must-roster player. And Tim Hardaway Jr. is definitely someone you can have in your fantasy team if you are looking for points and threes. Uh, he won't be this efficient, but he will get it up and he will shoot it, be willing to you know live with the poor games. And But, again, he is someone... I'd, I'd rather have a Tim Hardaway Jr. than a Grant Williams at this stage because of the fact that I at least know that Tim Hardaway Jr. has more of a, you know, more evidence of him being someone who can sustain a high scoring and three-point volume moving forward um, than Grant Williams does. So, yeah, I think that's all that is for that team. Let's move on to Memphis and Utah. And Memphis are, what are they now? They're 0-5 to start the season. Not very good. Xavier Tillman had a very poor game. Zero points, four rebounds, no assists, only one steal. 0 of 3 from the line and only played 14 minutes. Now, he had three fouls, but this is not very encouraging. The game played a little bit smaller, and again, they got blown out. So they were the minutes are low across the board here, but Xavier Tillman's minutes are a lot lower than the rest of the starters, uh, maybe outside of Zaya Williams. So this is why a lot of the times where people had asked me, would you rather have uh, Tillman... Jalen Johnson or uh, Derek Lively. And Tillman was the answer to me that a lot of the times I was saying was the drop because he's looked great, but I think the Grizzlies, as they started bad, they're going to be starting to search for other options at center. Santi Aldama is hopefully back soon. Now, I don't think necessarily Santi Aldama starts ahead of him, but he might just cut into the minutes a little bit more. Maybe you see more Jaron Jackson at center or um, you know different other options. So I don't think he's a drop. Don't be dropping Xavier Tillman. But again, if we were expecting what he was doing at the start where he was putting out really good lines, I think it's somewhere in the middle between those two things here. So I don't think he's a drop. Hold him at this stage. But again, 
one to monitor moving forward, uh, I think. But again, the blowout definitely does dampen a lot of people's minutes here. Desmond Bain was solid but not spectacular. 21 points, three rebounds, no assists, and a steal had four threes. Again, kind of doing what I expected him to do this season. And if that's disappointing to you, then um, I don't know what to tell you. Marcus Smart's been solid. Finally started cooling off from the field today. But again, four steals, six assists, and a three is still good for him. And JJJ had his block, uh, 19 rebounds. Perfect from the line, which is nice. Hit a three. So of all the fantasy players in this game for the Grizzlies, he was probably the best. But even still for him, it's a little bit disappointing. So uh, that has got that has got beat up by the Jazz and absolutely crushed uh, the first half. So not much to take away here. Uh, the Utah Jazz were on fire, especially early on. Uh, Larry Markin was insanely hot to start the game. Cooled off a little bit, but again, 19 points, 11 rebounds, an assist and a steal. Hit four threes. Perfect from the free throw line. A uh, really good game for him. Johnny Collins was was solid-ish. 16 points. The rebounds were lower, but two assists, two steals. Hit a couple threes. The percentages are, are kind of gross for him. Normally, he's a better field goal, free throw guy. So, he's kind of cruising along, doing all right. Kind of maybe there or thereabouts of what I expected. Maybe slightly underwhelming when it comes to the blocks. But I think that will come back up. But let's talk about Walker Kessler, who a lot of people, I'd imagine, are panicking on him right now. Four points, three, uh, four rebounds, two blocks. So, he's still got his blocks. Um... 25% from the field, only one of four, uh, and only played 18 minutes here, and two fouls, so it wasn't really foul trouble that got him, you know, uh, the low minutes, it was the fact that Kelly Olynyk played 26 minutes in this game, again, we'll point to the blowout nature of this game, so I'd imagine it would have been higher had the game been closer, but this is slightly concerning to me for Walker Kessler. I don't think he's going to be someone who plays 30 minutes this season. I think he's closer to sort of 26, 27 minutes a night this year. And this was part of the concern for me for Walker Kessler. Again, he's a very one-dimensional type of player. And one-dimensional type centers in the NBA are not usually, not typically the players that play 30-plus minutes per night, even when they are good at what they do. You know, you look at someone like a Clint Capella or... Um, who else am I, can I think of here? Someone like a Steven Adams or someone like that. These players don't typically play bunches of minutes. Now, don't drop him. Don't, you know, um, it's, it's definitely a buy low. It's definitely a buy low in a category league. In a points league, he is not as good. And I still don't think he's a drop in a points league, but he is much closer to that in a points league than in a category league, obviously, because of his uh, value concentrated in the blocks and field goal percentage. So he will be better than this. The minutes will be higher and the rebounds and points will be a little bit higher than this. But again, he's not going to give you assists or steals. He gave you the two blocks here. So that's you know kind of what you drafted him for. Um, but this was always my issue with drafting him. He will be better, though. He will definitely be better, but I don't think he's going to be the player that maybe a lot of us hoped he would be. Let's look at the point guard battle. Taylor Horton Tucker played 23 minutes in a start, and he was solid. Uh, 50% from the field, uh, had seven assists, five rebounds, and nine points. No defensive stats, but we're not seeing the Keontae George takeover just yet, and I don't know if we're going to see it for a little while longer. I sort of tweeted out a couple games ago that I wouldn't be surprised if Keontae George started the next game because of how he looked, but they're giving Talon Horton Tucker a little bit more time to prove himself, and he obviously did okay in this game. They won by big, so I don't think it's going to change 
soon, but it might still happen at some point. So you can still keep stashing Keontae George. It's very dependent on your league, I think, if you can afford it, if it suits what you need. So again, if he blows up, he's going to blow up in threes and assists. He's still going to have poor field goal percentage. He's still going to turn the ball over a lot. He's not going to give you blocks or rebounds. So again, it depends on your team's needs, whether or not stashing him is worthwhile. For the most part, I actually think you don't have to. I think you can drop him and move on because I don't think the upside is sky high like someone in the past years like a Jalen Williams or a Walker Kessler or a Mark Williams. I don't think he has the upside of those players. So right now, I don't think stashing him actually is the right thing to do for the majority of leagues. But in some leagues, I could definitely see it being something that um, pays off in the end. But I think for the majority of leagues, that's not worthwhile at this point. All right, let's go to the Golden State Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. Two games to go. And um, obviously the Kings lose it by one to a Clay Thompson. I'll say buzzer beater. There was two-tenths of a second left on the end of the game. But uh, Desmonte Sabonis played a great game. 23 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 50% from the field. He was poor from the free-through line, missed a lot of points at the line there. But again, with no DeMontis, sorry, with no Jaron Fox, Sabonis stepped up. And the rest of the team was not the greatest. Um, we saw a decent game from Malik Monk, who was a guy that we sort of were talking about in terms of streaming. Uh, two blocks, don't rely on that. You would have hoped to see some more assists, but you know, nine, uh, 16 points with three threes is solid enough. Kevin Huerta is just a back-end option, really, at this stage, especially while Fox is out, but might be a droppable player in the future. Uh, Davion Mitchell had three steals and four assists, which is definitely useful. You can stream him in whilst Fox is out, but I think that's about it. I wouldn't consider him a guy that you need to hold on to long-term, or if a better option comes around, he's easily droppable. Uh, Keegan Murray really struggled from the field, missed all seven of his threes, um, but he was active. He was crashing the glass and, and being active on defense, so that's not, that shot starts falling, and that line could look a lot better. I'm still encouraged by the defensive stats with the two steals here, so don't panic on him. He has been good up until this point, and the rest we don't really need to talk about. Uh, over on the Gold State Warriors, Looking at the minutes between Chris Paul and Draymond Green. So Chris Paul played 28, Draymond played 28, Clay Thompson played 29, Kaminga played 17. So to me, Kaminga, you can go ahead and drop in standard 12-team leagues. He is not someone that I ever really believed in, especially when they are healthy. So he is a stream when some guys are out. I think that's it at this stage. Uh, same with Moody as well. Obviously, he had the one point. Um, as much as I like Moody, just when those guys are healthy, he's not going to be doing it. So Chris Paul, only two points, but eight assists. Um, I could have sworn he had a steal in there last I checked. I'll have to double-check that one there, but four rebounds. Um, 28 minutes. I think that's more or less what we should be expecting from him moving forward. He did finish the game, close the game out. I don't think Wiggins was in there. Wiggins was out, and they had Chris Paul, Thompson, Curry, Looney, and Draymond. They also subbed Looney out at the end to put on Gary Payton as well. So to me, that makes me feel better about Chris Paul in terms of closing lineups, him and Draymond. I wasn't sure whether or not one of those guys might come out. But it looks like they're prioritizing Steph, Clay, Paul, and Draymond. And then that fifth guy between Wiggins, Looney, and GP, uh, Gary Payton II in this one here as well. So 
Positive for him. The scoring obviously is going to suck. He's not you know, drafting for scoring, but the assists have obviously still been there. And the fact that you got eight assists from him, nine assists from uh, Draymond. Steph only had the three, so the assists are going to come down from probably Steph, in my opinion, more than anyone else. And uh, but he's still obviously uh, Steph Curry and, and playing really well. Uh, the rest of this team, Kevon Looney is quietly still getting it done in twenty three minutes. Nine rebounds, six assists, and a steal. 75% from the field. He, you could do worse than having Kevon Looney on your team, especially if you're in a punt point situation. Those rebounds and assists from a big guy, the steals are solid, the field goal percentage is solid. Um, he won't play a huge amount of minutes, but he is very important to this team considering their lack of size. So I do think that, again, he's not the highest outside players, but you could easily do worse and should be 100% rostered, I believe, in 14-team leagues. In a 12-team league, if it fits what you need, um, then go for it. If not, you don't have to worry about it, but like I said, you could do worse. I'm worried about Andrew Wiggins. I think I'm not there yet, but it would not surprise me if he is someone that we need to consider dropping at some point. 14 points, two rebounds, no assists, steals, or blocks. He even shot 60% from the field, so he was efficient. He just didn't really do much else. And his minutes are dropping because Kaminga's kind of stepping up. Like we said, he didn't close the game. They went with the smaller lineup with Clay, Steph, and Chris Paul all out there. Didn't think it would come from Wiggins, to be honest. Um, it's kind of caught me a bit by surprise, but as it stands right now, he's been disappointing, and he's trending towards a drop. I don't think I'd do it yet. I'd, I'd give it a bit more time, but... If he becomes someone that we can't hold on any longer, that would not shock me. So we'll stay tuned to that and see if he can improve on these numbers, but not good so far. One more game, guys. We made it to the end. One more game. The Lakers and the Clippers. Lakers get there by five points, and I started doing this one at the... You know, this game finished while I was recording. It went to overtime, so we've got some big minutes on the back-to-back for both Kawhi and PG. First of all, great the fact that they both played the back-to-back. Now, they were obviously a bit more shorthanded. Uh, James Harder didn't play. We did have PJ Duck- Tucker play some minutes, but the fact they played in an overtime game, um, 37 minutes for Kawhi, 41 for, sorry, 41 for Kawhi, 37 for Paul George is very encouraging. They both played great. 38, 5, and, oh, 6 and 5 with two steals for Kawhi, hit five threes. Uh, the free throws, you know, you wish he missed and made a couple more, but other, other than that, excellent game. Kawhi, really, really good game as well. Uh, six threes, six rebounds, an assist, two steals, 35 points, great field goals, uh, great free throws as well. So big, big games for both of those guys. And Russell Westbrook, another really big game for him as well. Um, six turnovers, which is kind of gross, but um, 24, 11 rebounds, eight assists, and four steals, huge. I think that he's going to be the one that takes the biggest hit when James Harden comes over. But I think all of them cop a little bit of a hit, as does James Harden compared to what he did in Philadelphia. Now, I haven't talked about the James Harden trade just yet. Didn't think that I'd bother with a full show for that because, again, he hasn't played yet. So the impact on Philadelphia is kind of minor. But I think in terms of James Harden, I see him more as a top 30 player rather than a top 20 player in fantasy now. I don't think he averages 10 assists. I think he's closer to 9, um, closer to 19 points, um, you know, 5 or 6 rebounds, you know, a steal, 1.2 steals, uh, half a block. He's still going to get to the free throw line a decent amount. So he'll be really good, um, but more a top 30 guy rather than a top 20 player. But if you've got him in the 40s and 50s, the fact that you've only missed maybe two weeks of uh, 
you know, James Harden, I think, is a massive win. He definitely, uh, the trade happened sooner than I expected to. Bones Highland played 34 minutes as a starter, uh, filling in for, obviously, James Harden, who I expect that spot to be in the future, but didn't do much with it. Only had the uh, four points, uh, five assists and a seal, but don't worry about him. And not really much off the bench. Norman Powell played 35 minutes, but again, when James Harden comes in, that's not going to be happening. So I don't think we have to worry about him at all uh, moving forward. Lakers, Anthony Davis has been a monster this season. He's actually, I believe, last time I checked, was the number one player ranked in fantasy basketball. Let me just double-check that now. Uh, But he was great once again. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 4 blocks. Yes, he still is the number one ranked player. And by a decent margin in fantasy basketball, we've seen this happen before. We saw it happen last year. You just cross your fingers and hope he stays healthy, but he is, uh, after that first half of the first game, sorry, the second half of the first game, he's been incredible. And LeBron James says, what minutes limit? (laughs) Oh, I just can't, I can't with these coaches, man. Uh, Yeah, we're going to try to keep him to 30 minutes on most nights. And I think since that quote, I don't think he's played close to 30 minutes in any game. Uh, I just want to double-check that. But he played 42 minutes. Now, it was an overtime game, but that means he would have played 37 minutes in a regular uh, game. But 35 points, 12 rebounds, 7 assists, a steal, and 2 blocks. He's still LeBron James. And... Um I don't know, there was a small window where people were panicking after that quote that his uh, numbers were going to come down. But since that, I'm just checking that game. So, yeah, since that game where he played 29 minutes in that opener, he's played 35, 39, 33, 42 and a half minutes in the game since. So, throw that minutes limit out the window. That was just a garbage quote. And it just, it makes me laugh, but it also makes me cry a little bit as well. Um, D'Angelo Russell was good. 27 points, 6 assists, um, shooting efficiently, and he's been he's been really good so far this season. I have my doubts whether that's going to keep up, but so far, so good, and uh, you can keep throwing him out there. Uh, Austin Reeves had a bit of a bounce back. He was disappointing the last couple of games, but looked a lot better here. 7 rebounds, 7 assists, and 3 steals. Again, don't get comfortable with the steals. Uh, 15 points there as well. Hit all his free throws. I still think he was a little bit overvalued, especially while this team was healthy. But when LeBron or Davis go out, he will be uh, he'll be the biggest beneficiary. And let's talk about Christian Wood. He has been getting many much more minutes, and he is definitely outplaying uh, Jackson Hayes, who was subbed in before him in that first game of their opening night, but has since supplanted him in that uh, regard. Torian Prince was out of this game. Very late um, with a sore left knee. So he was a late scratch. So one of the minutes, you know, maybe would have been lower if Torian Prince was there. You also have Vanderbilt. You've got to factor back in. But again, you could do worse than grabbing Christian Wood as an ad. I think he is an ad for some teams, not all teams. If you're a team that's punting assists or um, free throws, you can have a look at someone like a Christian Wood, at least for a short-term value while some of those guys are out. Um, did uh, Hachimura? He was also out in this game as well. So we also so we had no Hachimura, we had no Vanderbilt, and we had no Torian Prince. So do keep that in mind. He has been playing well before this when some of those guys were in as well. So again, you can add him. He was solid in this game. 
but just keep your expectations in check that I don't think that this is the norm moving forward. But just in case it is, I do think that you could probably add him and at least see where things go um, moving forward because that is obviously a good line. 10 points, 11 rebounds, a steal and a block for Christian Wood and 66% from the field with two threes. That's a very good line. Um, so yeah, definitely you could, you could definitely add him and see how it goes. And uh, But yeah, just remember that those guys are out and shouldn't be too far away. Wow-wee, an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, we're getting better at this. We had an extra game and did it in 15 fewer minutes than last time. So thank you very much, guys. Again, apologies, it's a long show, but, you know, uh, tough luck. That's what these shows are going to be about. The next show we're going to do is another streaming uh, preview show for the next week, and then we're going to be starting to do our uh, rotating topics. So we are next week going to be doing a buy low and sell high show as well. Um, in a couple of weeks, I'm also going to be going through and doing a dynasty review of all the rankings and stuff. I try not to change my dynasty rankings too often and be too... Um, reactionary, but there are obviously some things I'm going to be changing in the first month of the NBA action. So we will talk about that in a week or so's time. Uh, and next, uh, tomorrow, again, if you are ballboysmba.com uh, subscriber, platinum member, silver member, uh, check out in a second. Uh, we'll get it up shortly, but there will be an article explaining how you can get your questions answered in the exclusive Q&A podcast that I will be doing uh, on uh, Friday, my time. Thursday night, your time, or early Thursday, early Friday morning, your time, whenever you get around to it. So uh, stay tuned for that. If you want to get your questions answered, you can go and check that one out. Again, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this one. Give this video a big old thumbs up. Uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already. Follow me on Twitter, at Ball Boys Fantasy, and I'll see you guys next time. Good luck with your fantasy matchups. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.